Welcome to Dear Dio, your resource for honest advice and real authenticity for your journey from life as a pre-med to residency. I'm your host, Michael Garrison. I'm a fourth-year osteopathic medical student pursuing neurology, and today we are going to be talking about personal statements for residency applications. Before we get started, I just want to give a general warning that I am by no means an expert on personal statement writing. I'm not a writer. I don't think that I actually took any writing classes in undergrad, honestly. Um, so maybe my last writing class was in high school. So I'm only speaking from my own personal experiences. As I've gone through all of my interviews this residency season, I've had really good feedback on my personal statement, some aspects of it, and I've talked with a lot of people about personal statement writing, so I feel like I can speak on it, but if your journey looks different than mine or if you have questions about anything, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, TikTok, my website, whatever it is, okay? So let's get started. So what is the personal statement? I like to think about the personal statement of your heiress application as kind of like the main event of the whole application. So it tells the residency committee who you are, why you matter, and what you bring to the table. What sets you apart from the hundreds or thousands of other applications that they got this season and your journey towards pursuing the specialty. It's basically like, what are you passionate about? What makes you special? A notion that a lot of med students have is that the personal statement is going to make or break you. You know, like if you have a bad personal statement, your application is getting thrown out. They never want to talk to you ever again. That's not true. So although the personal statement can make or break you, especially if you are on the line of maybe getting an interview or maybe not getting an interview, if they see your application as a whole and want to offer you an interview and your personal statement is not stellar, it's just average, you will likely still get that interview. However, if your application is, you know, kind of mediocre, kind of average for the program and you have a subpar personal statement, you likely won't get an interview. So if you have a great application otherwise, I wouldn't worry too much about the personal statement. If you are floating somewhere in the middle of maybe my application isn't as strong as it could be, I didn't do so well on step one or level one or step two or level two, I'm a little worried that I won't get an interview at my dream program, then really try to do the most on your personal statement. Go all out and really put your heart on that paper. So the personal statement is just a supporting document. 78% of program directors cite it as an important document determining whether you will be offered an interview. So basically how I like to think of the personal statement is like a red flag detector. If you have any red flags, like if you haven't done your homework on the program and you say something like, oh, I really want to be in a rural setting and then you're applying to Vanderbilt and Nashville, like that is not the program for you. If you are sounding cocky and only bragging about your accomplishments, or if you say anything unprofessional, or if you didn't have great grammar and you kind of just like threw in nonsense, things weren't capitalized, there were missing punctuations, and you clearly were lacking attention to detail, I would say that those are all red flags. And at that point, a program will probably not interview you. 
the like no matter how great the rest of your application is, if you have a red flag, they likely will not interview you. The personal statement is read by the program director, the assistant program director, or assistant program directors, any faculty that will be interviewing you. So that could be basically anyone affiliated with the board and maybe even a chief resident or two. You want your personal statement to be about 3,500 characters, including spaces. So that's about one page, Arial or Times New Roman font, 12.5 font. So we're not going really crazy on fonts here. We're not doing Comic Sans. We're not doing Helvetica. We are doing Arial or Times New Roman. That is it. Those are your choices. We are keeping it to a page because once it gets over one page, honestly, the program director probably won't read the rest. You have to think about it. They're probably getting thousands and thousands of applications and it's impossible for them to read through every single one. So what these programs do is they actually have like a committee that kind of shares the task of reading through all of these applications. If your application takes more than, I don't know, three to five minutes to get through, they probably will not finish reading it and make their decision based on as much as they can get through in three to five minutes. So if your first page of your personal statement was kind of mediocre, but your last page was where you really kind of emphasized everything about you, then honestly, did you even really need that first page? Probably not. You probably could have just kept the part that meant the most. So what are the goals of your personal statement? I kind of already went through this, but these are questions that you can kind of start to ask yourself early on just to get like a maybe like a a roadmap to your personal statement. So one, answer who you are as a person. What makes you unique? And you have to remember that this is your opportunity to put your best foot forward. So no matter what is on the rest of your application, what your scores are, what your grades were, what your letters of rec were, this is your chance to just show you. So not only who you are, but why you chose that specialty. If you are applying for pediatrics and you do not mention anywhere in your personal statement anything about children or pediatrics as a whole, then what are you even writing about? (laughs) You know, like you need to be talking about the specialty, why you chose it, even if it's like a convoluted way of getting there, even if it's a metaphor, it doesn't matter. You need to be mentioning why you chose that specialty. And then another really important point that I think that a lot of people miss is in your personal statement, because it's such a reflection of you, you want to show what you are looking for in a residency. So are you looking for an academic center or a community center? Do you really want a program that emphasizes wellness, support? Are you looking for a research-heavy program or a teaching-heavy program? Are you looking for a specific geographic location? Do you really want to be in the Northwest? Do you have family in a specific location that you really are close to and want to be near? And what kind of culture are you looking for? Not only culture of the city that you're living in, but also the culture of the program. So I'm going to say this once and I'll probably say it again. So the biggest don't that you can do on your personal statement that a lot of medical students get trapped into doing on accident is just summarizing your CV. This is not the place to summarize your CV. They literally have your CV as the whole application. So you don't need to tell them things that they can already see in the other application. You don't need to tell them your work experience. It's in there. You don't need to tell them your volunteer experience, your research, stuff like that. You don't need to tell them. They already know it. 
you're wasting space. You only have one page to tell this program who you are. So don't be redundant unless it's super duper meaningful. So getting started, how do you even start your, your personal statement? Well, I mentioned some, some of those goals of the personal statement that you can kind of use as a generalized roadmap. And then you want to be thinking about more specific questions. So if I were you, I would go ahead and write down these prompts and really think about the answers to these prompts and try to fit them in somewhere in your personal statement. So you want to be thinking about, one, how you want to portray yourself. Do you want to portray yourself as a serious, stoic person? Or do you want to portray yourself as kind of like a more playful, interactive, energetic kind of person? Think about your journey to this very moment. How did you get from literally elementary school to where you are right now? Physically, mentally, spiritually, how did you get here? Exemplify some of your best qualities. So like write down, I love my perseverance. So like, I love that I am resilient. So not only telling them that you are resilient, but exemplify in a story or an example, a time where you really showed resiliency. The caveat to that is do not show your pitfalls in this personal statement. You want this personal statement to be, this is why I'm great without being cocky. It's a very fine line, but we'll get through it. So other questions that you need to be thinking about are who are your role models? Did you have a mentor throughout this process? What did that mentorship mean to you? What are you most proud of accomplishment-wise and why? And I already talked about this, but what made you decide on that specialty? Was it a specific interaction? Was it a clinical course? Was it a family illness? What was it? And then you need to be selling yourself a little bit without being cocky, like I was talking about before. So what do you bring to the table? Are you a teacher? Are you a researcher? Do you have language fluency? Are you a great listener? What about you? And then you need to say an example. You need to show, don't tell. So show them through an example that you are a great listener. Don't just say, I'm a great listener. That literally means nothing. They probably hear that a bunch of times. And then also think about your future goals. Do you want to be at an academic center? Do you want to be a chief resident? Do you want to be on staff? Do you want to be a researcher? What do you want to do with this residency? Like, do you want to go to fellowship? Do you want to serve the underserved? What kind, how do you want to serve the underserved? Do you want to open up a free clinic? Just be thinking about your future influence after residency. The caveat to this is that you need to be careful about mentioning fellowships. One, because they can change. Me saying I'm really interested in pursuing a stroke fellowship or a neuroimmunology fellowship, I mean, that'll probably change. So if you do say that you're interested in a specific fellowship, mention how you are open to others. Different specialties have different takes on this. So I know that neurology is very, oh, if you want to be a neurohospitalist, that's great. If you want to do a fellowship, that's also great. Very chill. There are some specialties like dermatology that don't necessarily love when students want to pursue fellowship right off the bat. So if you are going into a specific specialty other than neurology or IM or family medicine, I would ask people in that field, is it taboo for me to mention fellowship in my application? And if you can't find anyone to talk to about it, then maybe I can, maybe I know somebody, or I just wouldn't mention fellowships at all. That's my take on fellowship talk in the personal statement. 
once you've kind of made an outline of those answers, you want to start organizing your thoughts into paragraphs. What I used for paragraph organization was Divine Intervention's podcast on personal statements was amazing. I made some tweaks to it, so I'm going to go through that now. But after this episode, maybe go ahead and give that episode a listen as well. So paragraph one. Paragraph one is all about setting the stage. You want to grab the person's attention, but not obnoxiously so. So you don't want any cliches. You don't want a quote. I'm sorry, but quotes are out. Nobody, nobody wants to read a quote from someone else. This should be your writing. And you want to be careful with humor because sometimes humor doesn't translate very well via text. You do want to give some background about who you are, where you come from, what makes you unique, and what attracted you to medicine in the first place. You don't have to get into all the nitty gritty details, just like a quick blurb about what attracted you to medicine in the first place. You already got into medical school. We don't need the whole backstory. You just want to like exemplify personality traits that will lend well to medicine. So curiosity, resilience, perseverance, problem solving, things like this all lend themselves really well into medicine. For my first paragraph, I mentioned how no one in my family is a physician. I am a first generation grad student, basically. I mentioned how I came from a family of very strong-willed women who literally can fix anything. So my personal statement intro was about how my grandma had a washing machine literally in her house for probably 50 years. She gave it to my mom when my grandma got a new one. My mom had it for several years and then it broke. And I was like, thank God this dang washing machine broke. My mom was like, hell no, I'm fixing this dang washing machine. And she fixed it. How did she fix it? She had to do a bunch of research on YouTube. She had to go online and buy a couple parts and she fixed it herself. She didn't call anyone. She did all the research herself. And this washing machine is still in my mom's house to this day. Like she still uses it. It doesn't have hot water, but that's fine. All of this to say that from a very young age, I was taught, figure it out. If you don't know the answer, find someone who does. Do your own research. You can do anything that you put your mind to. And I think that that first paragraph needs to show your most proud personal traits, who you are, where you come from. Give them kind of this imagery that they can imagine you or how you want to be imagined. And then the rest of the personal statement will sound like it's actually coming from you. And then paragraph two. So you talk about why this specialty. For me, my specialty of choice is neurology, obviously. So I explained why I love neurology my road to neurology, that's literally like in quotes, what I used in my personal statement was all roads lead to neurology. And I had that told back to me throughout the interview season, like everybody just really loved that quote for some reason. But it was so accurate for me. I didn't go into medical school barely even knowing what neurology was. I went into med school thinking I wanted to do surgery. As I went through med school, I just always found myself going back to neurology, neuroscience, neuropsychiatry, all of the things about the brain. And then when it was time to write my personal statement, I talked through some of those concepts that I'd already talked about, like why this from my whole life, my whole journey from from elementary school to right now, 
what has led me to deciding on neurology? And I started thinking and thinking, and there were so many pivotal moments in my life where neurology played a huge role. I did a science experiment in elementary school about navigational ability in mice. And then in high school, I did two neuropsychiatry experiments back to back about the amygdala and our fear response. And then in college, I did more research on plastics, but it was a lot about our perception of facial beauty and like why our brain thinks that certain people are pretty and some people aren't. After thinking about that whole journey, I was like, well, duh. Like this literally makes so much sense why I'm interested in neurology. So just reflecting, taking the moment to really think about like, hmm, what has led me to deciding this? That was my second paragraph. I gave the aha moment as like my neuroanatomy class and I loved localizing. That was my jam. And then affirmation in second year during clinical neuro, affirmation again, third year, and then continual affirmation as I pursue my sub-internships and acting internships. My third paragraph was expanding upon what I loved about the specialty. So what do you love about the specialty that you are choosing? Give three to five reasons. No stories. This is not the time for stories. This is the time for just expanding on what you already were talking about. This is also where I included talking about the future of the field. When you talk about the future of the field, it really shows to the admissions committee that you are passionate. You are going to be there in the future in 15 years when we are coming up with a cure for ALS. We are coming up with a cure for some type of cancer. You are the future of this specialty. They want to know that they are passing that torch on to you and that you are teachable and passionate and you will be there. What did I talk about? I talked about how I love that neurology is both new and old at the same time. Obviously, people have been studying the brain for thousands and thousands of years, but somehow all of it seems so new and we are coming up with new things all the time. We think that people have always had really good outcomes from stroke. No, TNK was only approved for stroke in like 1996, something like that. I've done my research on the topic. I've done my research about the specialty. I have had exposure in the specialty and that I am looking forward to the innovations and excitement that are in my field. So after you kind of expand upon what you love about the specialty without stories, paragraph four is going to be about what you want. This is your time to really say your needs out loud. For me, I didn't hold back a lot. You might be thinking like, I really want a program that just wants me. And honestly, yes, I really also just want a program that wants me but I want them to know me. So I put all of my wants in my fourth paragraph. I put that I really wanted a program that emphasized wellness. I used the metaphor of you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't serve and be a great doctor if you are running on empty. I really emphasized that I was looking for a program that emphasized teaching and mentorship. I did a lot of tutoring in my medical school. I did a lot of mentoring in my medical school. And for me, teaching and passing on that torch to the next generation of neurologists was going to be really important for me as a clinician and my fulfillment in my specialty. You can also mention who you want to be around. 
For me, I put that I wanted to be in a supportive, like-minded, collaborative team that emphasized team-based care. So paragraph four is also where you can mention that you have any pitfalls in your application. But like I said before, I would not do that. I don't think that the personal statement is any space for negativity. Only mention pitfalls if you can say it succinctly and explain exactly what you learned from it. So if you say failed level one the first time that you took it, but you pass it the second time, you theoretically could mention this in your fourth paragraph, but I would really, really emphasize on what you learned from it. I would not dwell on, I failed it, I felt horrible, oh my gosh. I would just say, I failed it. And then I would really emphasize the rest of that sentence on what you learned from it, what a better person you feel like you are today, whatever it is that you learned from it, really make that the focal point instead of the failure. But like I said, I would personally stay away from pitfalls because I think that we should keep the whole personal statement very positive, very focused on you as a person and how great you are. So that's the four paragraphs. I think that four paragraphs is perfect. I think that it perfectly fits on one page and it's organized very well. Again, credit to Divine Intervention for coming up with this kind of formula, but I made a lot of tweaks and adjustments and please feel free to reach out to me about any kinds of personal statement edits. Going from that to maybe some don'ts. So things that you should not do on your personal statement. You should not tell them that you have a good work ethic. I think that that should go without saying. Anything that they are just expecting from you, like a good work ethic, just don't even mention it. They are going to assume it, okay? If you're going into pediatrics, don't say I really like kids. Duh, that should be a given. I don't think that anyone goes into pediatrics that hates kids. Things like, oh, I really like surgery. I'm a really hands-on person. Like, yeah, you're going into surgery. So don't tell them these qualities, things that are just assumed. They already expect these things, so don't tell them. You're wasting space. I would, like I said before, stay away from anything negative. Do not bash on any other specialty. Do not bash on DOs if you're an MD. Do not bash on MDs if you're a DO. Don't bash on IMGs. Don't bash on a geographic region. Don't bash on certain hospital corporations. Just no negativity. If you don't have something nice to say, do not say it at all. Um, no political, religion, or money kind of topics, okay? Stay away from anything that could be perceived as controversial. Again, no humor. It can also be taken the wrong way. And I think that thing that a lot of, a lot of med students get kind of trapped into, that I almost got trapped into a little bit when I was mentioning TNK and multiple sclerosis drugs, was telling the reader what they already know. So originally, I was just going to list off these new therapies like TNK. And then I was like, wait, I'm literally telling them how to treat their own patients. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to emphasize how new everything is. So then I added in, okay, TNK was approved in 1996. So I took that from telling a neurologist how to treat neurologic diseases to just emphasizing that these therapies are new and I'm excited for the future. 
with that, don't walk through a, a surgery or a procedure. If you're applying for surgery, do not walk them through how to take a gallbladder out because odds are that you'll probably say something that they disagree with or they're just going to get bored. Even if you said everything right, they're still going to be like, um, I know I do this every day for a living and you are a medical student. And don't tell them anything about the workflow of that specialty. They already live through it. Um, again, don't brag about anything. Well, they already know if you got a really great score on step two. They already know that. It's literally in your application. And then I would also be wary about patient care examples. One, because they're not your patients. They are the care team's patients. They are the attending's patients. They are not your patients. And then two, because of patient identification rules, HIPAA, I would just steer clear away from patient examples. It's just not not great. And also a lot of the times the ones that med students choose are like the really sappy ones and you sitting with somebody at the end of their life. Like I bet that that was a really meaningful experience for you. You could put in your personal statement that you've had really meaningful patient care experiences as part of a team in that specialty with people at the end of life. That way, it's not awkward. It's concise. It's to the point. You're not walking them through you sitting at the chair at the bedside right by the patient as they take their last breaths for two hours. We don't need all those details. If you want to exemplify that you were there for somebody at the end of their life, literally just say, I had a valuable, meaningful experience at the end of someone's life. Okay, so no name dropping, no scores, nothing from undergrad. Do not tell them about your undergrad anything unless it was super duper positive. In the application portion, you can mention like some accomplishments from undergrad, some clubs that you were in, if, if it was in a leadership position, but I would not mention any pitfalls from undergrad. If you had a low undergrad GPA like I did, do not mention that in your ARIS application. Even if you're trying to spin it in a positive light, I thought about mentioning it and being like, this is how far I've come. I'm really proud of how far I've come. I had a 3.2 in undergrad and I have nearly a perfect GPA in med school. I thought about it and then my mentor was like, do not do that. That is a terrible idea. They know that you graduated from the University of Florida. They do not need to know what your GPA was. And honestly, they could care less. So don't even mention it. So I mentioned what you shouldn't do, but let's talk a little bit about what you should do. What do residency committees like to see on these applications? They like to see teamwork, professionalism, mentorship, teaching, and they love to feel that passion radiate from that personal statement. They want to be able to feel how excited you are to be applying for the specialty. Like this is your dream as far as editing goes. I would be prepared for lots of edits. So this is not a paper that you can just write last minute, an hour or two, and then send it off and it's done forever. I would have it proofread by a medical knowledge person. So like maybe a mentor, um, somebody who can vouch for you in like a professional medical way, a friend. That friend can be a colleague, somebody in your class. Remember, you guys are not competition. You can also have your parents read it. I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on your parents giving you any like meaningful feedback about like what you should change. Like I think that my mom was just like, "Oh, that's great, sweetie." 
baby a parent or a family member and a English person. I think that the most important people on that list are someone with medical knowledge and somebody with an like an English degree or really enjoys proofreading. Those are the two people with the least amount of emotional ties to you. So keeping their emotions out of it, they're just going to give you their objective opinion on your paper as somebody who doesn't have emotional ties to you. And the most important part of this whole this whole podcast episode is be wary of companies or paying someone to write your personal statement for you. Granted, you have so much other stuff going on that I understand that we are all going into medicine and why do I need to write something in order to show what a good doctor I'm going to be? I'm not a writer, I'm a doctor. I get that. I'm not a great writer either. And honestly, they're not expecting you to be a great writer. They're expecting you to have passion. My point is, the committees of these residency programs see so many applications. They literally see thousands of applications every season, and they are experts on picking up when a personal statement has been written by a company. There's only so many companies out there that write personal statements, and odds are that they are going to be able to pick that up pretty well. Also, if your personal statement is written super duper well and super articulate, and then you get to the interview and you are not articulate and you are not well-spoken, they're going to be like, what? There's a disconnect here. Like clearly the person who wrote this personal statement is not the same person that we interviewed on interview day. If they do come to that conclusion, or if they somehow find out that you didn't write that personal statement, what does that say about your passion for the specialty? You didn't have enough passion for the specialty to just write your own personal statement? Does it say something about your character? It's just kind of a snowball effect. I would just steer clear of all of these companies that take money to write personal statements. It's not worth it. You want them to pick you because of you, not because of some company that you paid. So that is all that I have to say about personal statements. I hope that you enjoyed this talk. If you have any questions, obviously shoot me a DM, go on my website and submit a question. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow on Instagram and TikTok at dear.do.pod. You can check out my official website, deardopod.com for blog posts, guides, and you can submit all of your questions, like I said before, about med school, pre-med, residency, whatever it is. Original music by Cologne and recording and production by yours truly. Hope to see you next time.